Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. This episode is the first time that I have done a re-release type of episode. In the past, I've made some mind edits to episodes after the initial published date. But this is the first time that I'm going to publish the same episode again. I'm not feeling very well right now, so that's why I've decided to take a bit of a break. I'm going to bring you guys the fan favorite episode, which has had a lot of listens. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode. Hello everyone, this is the second and last part of the interview with my friend Ling. She is a director, actor and writer for one of the biggest plays by high school students in our city. In this episode, we talked about the influences of psychology on certain parts of her work. If you haven't listened to the first part of the interview, you should go check it out before listening to this. And without further ado, here is the interview. There are certain characters that have done so well that they have been essentially immortalized. We're talking the James Bond, the Indiana Jones of the world. You know, sometimes we as the audience even associate the scripted behavior with an actor's actual disposition. In psychology, this is actually one commonly used example for the fundamental attribution error. The fundamental attribution error is the tendency for people to underemphasize situational explanations for others' behaviors. Many actors experienced this. Leonard Nimoy, who played Spock in Star Trek, the original series, named one of his books, I Am Not Spock. While part of it is because we humans are predisposed to this error, it is still an impressive achievement to be able to create characters that connect so well with the audience. You are a writer yourself, and I know you have just completed your latest script. In your own attempt to create such great characters, how much consideration do you give to portraying the psychological development of your characters? In terms of like psychological development, because first of all, it's hard to portray because people can go through a lot of things and they don't show it on the outside. So I think that by wanting to bring that on stage, I and other writers have to find a way that you can both show it to the audience and still stay true to like the development in their their actual thinking. I do give a lot of considerations in terms of how my characters would think in this situation and how he or she would react. But I also have to admit that it's really challenging. You think that one character responds like this, you hear another like suggestion from another writer and you're also like, okay, that's, that's also really sensible to react that way. So you really have to take into consideration a lot of like instances on whether your character do this or that, say this or that to find not only the logical response in terms of the character themselves, but also the logical response in, in terms of the whole plot line. Because if two responses are both suitable for the situation, but one response is, is better to the plot line, then you need to navigate and learn how to see the development as a whole throughout the plot line. Of course, I try my best, but I also have to admit that there's a lot of things to like psychology that 
the more you dive into it, the more you realize that you might have been following misconceptions and stereotypes. But at least I, I, I try not to do that by choice. But is it important that you make it immediately visible to the audience, though? Because you know, sometimes you process information without conscious knowing, and psychological continuity, even if it's not easily detected consciously by the audience, still plays an important role in making the whole play look good and continuous. So basically, do you go out of your way to make it known that this character is changing psychologically? I think that. I don't try to make them instantly visible because sometimes it's not only about the development; it's also about what role does that development play in the plot.、Um, because a lot of the time, revelations like that are actually giveaways to what might happen later in the play. So I think that, of course, the audience needs to see changes in the character, but they also need to like. Perceive the change themselves, and it's not always like the writer's choice to just lay them. I mean, all like、out. in terms of your own you know, that experience, there's this、oh, show yeah, don't I, tell. I remember them quite vividly、so、because it's actually you don't expect people to get things immediately. Ever, you let them sit with it for a while and let them interpret it in their own terms. Because... Oh, this next part is going to be interesting. I don't know if you remember, but you and I were actually in a play together last year.、Um, you probably remember the play because you were one of the main characters, but I don't think you remember me being in it. Anyway, you were tremendous in that play, and I'm just wondering, do you remember much about the play at all? Um, I do. Yes. Do you mean like in terms of the plot? I remember you were playing one of the leading roles, and I had like two lines. I was a very bad actor, if I may call myself that.、And、my whole thing was just standing there announcing my lines. Really, I might as well have been a tree. Terrible as I was, I did do some research into how to be a serviceable actor. Now I didn't get the chance to apply any of the things I'm going to mention on stage. I was given a serious, emotionless role. Anyway, I found a technique called effective memory. This is an element of Stanislavski's system, and if you've heard of method acting, then this is a central part of it. Basically, you recall memories in your life that elicit the emotion that correspond to the emotion that you are trying to portray, and attempt to import that emotion into your acting. My point is, there are techniques that can help you convey the emotion that you don't feel, and in some cases, it may even help you feel those emotions. You were fabulous in that play. What's your secret? Are you a method actor? And as an actor, you had to become someone. But over the course of the two hours or so that the play lasted, that someone also had to change and grow. So, how do you effectively portray what's been written in the script, especially from a psychological development point of view? Um. So, I think that about method acting, it's it's not not my favorite. But an interesting thing about that is that people unconsciously slip into method acting when they cannot get into character yet. For example, I do find myself, you know, recalling memories in the past that I feel a certain way. Similar to the character, and then actually channeling it out. But once you actually get to know your character and 
you know that this is her journey and this is what happened to her and this is how she's gonna play her part in the play. You no longer have to recall memories. You create this kind of set of backstory of what happened to your character and you imagine how she would feel in that situation. I think I also got lucky with acting in in that specific play because first of all, my character came naturally like your character. I think that we are two of the characters that actually fit the actor a lot. Secondly is because I'm quite emotional, so it's not hard for me to to be in the shoe of someone else and try to imagine what they'll react. So it got to the point that I I got acquainted with her and I felt that she has a lot of traits similar to me, so I didn't have to recall any external memories to fathom how she'd react but I just kind of like sympathize with what happened to her given that it was pretty tragic and because the the play with the character's name is Regina because the play kind of goes back into Regina's past and it gets more and more tragic when she was younger the emotion development kind of build up and goes upwards so when it reaches the climax it was it was this story that i've experienced from when she was this kind of emotion emotionless woman to this kind of hurt child inside of her it's pretty sensible there's something we haven't mentioned about one special aspect of what you do In the play, you don't cast professional actors or talented young students, just some passionate 10th grader from a specific class. So about 20 to 30 people actually come to the casting. So a limited pool of talent and limited experience and skill, which I know is a big hurdle. Other than doing the standard director duty, I know you do have to go above and beyond to give them tips and instructions on not only how to play the character to the desired effect, but also how to act in general. What are some basic things that your actors have to nail in order to achieve a level of realism in conveying emotions? I would imagine it's something similar to what you did yourself, isn't it? Yeah, I think that there's this really cool thing I think when I start training the actors, I'll I'll no longer think it's cool. But for my experience as an actor who was being trained, I felt like this system where you cast like unprofessional actors and just students, 10th graders, you can actually see how far their potentials can go because we've seen a lot, we've seen our friends nailing their parts, even though they said they had no experience or no interest in acting. So I think that one of the things I have to nail, and not like nail, but just put my effort into, and also any other actress or actors that want to succeed, is to know what happened to your character. You can't really sympathize with a person if you don't have any account of their past or their personalities. So what I did was I dig deeper into the backstories that I was given. And when there are parts of the play that I didn't find the recollection in the backstories, I had to make them up myself with the mentality of the character that I've set up in my mind. 
And also another thing that you have to nail is just being really expressive in general. You have to let go of your fear of being embarrassed or being over the top because it's easy to dim to dim the expressiveness down, but it's not as easy to make a person go from shy to be really open with their body language and their lines. So that's two main things. And I think that once you get a hold of your character, like how, how they think in general, you will just have this flow that put you into context with every situation that you're given. Finally, what are some advice that you would give to other writers, actors, and directors? Okay, so I think this should be a question for the professionals. But from my personal experience, especially with high school plays and plays where you just really get to experience, then the first thing is to just have fun while being responsible. Like, you take on a role, you take on a part, and... You have to learn to love it. Of course, not not in like that neglectful, fun kind of way, but you have to learn to love it so you can both complete your part and complete your responsibility at the same time. Also, another thing is that I, in Vietnam, not a lot of people are like interested in, in acting compared to other hobbies. So um, if you are given the chance or if you choose to like take your shot, then just really put your effort into the parts that you're given, whether it's on stage or off stage, off stage or whatever kind of character that you're given. Because even for something that we don't like or we are not interested in, if you really research it, then you're going to do much greater than you initially thought. And that's a really accomplishing feeling that I got after my experience with something that I thought I didn't enjoy at first. And on that note, I think I'll end the episode here. You, you have some really brilliant insights. And thank you so, so much for accepting my invitation to come on. Thank you so much. To everyone listening at home, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I certainly did. And see you next time. Bye-bye. Why do I feel like IELTS speaking test? Sometimes we process information. <laughs> What is wrong with me today?